Hey, it's Carrie, really quick. You know, the one that always puts her foot in her mouth. Um, Just to let you know, really quick, when we were talking about King Charles on this particular episode, that we had no idea he had cancer. So I'm going to sound completely bitchy, witchy, uh, and it is no offense intended, but we did leave it in there because we do want people to get their prostates checked. So consider it kind of like a public service announcement. That was really snarky. It's the Misdeeds and Intrigue podcast, featuring stories of royals, scandals, and true crime. Here are your hosts, Carrie and Larissa. It's been a while. Do you even remember what the show is called? (laughs) Welcome to the best mom ever show. (laughs) Go ahead. Welcome to Misdeeds and Intrigue Podcast. I'm your host, Carrie. And I am Larissa. Hooray for us. We're back on. We're so, back on the airway. I know. It's only been like seven months. <laughs> only? That's it? Oh, my God. Yeah. So what A have you been up to? Um, work, play. I do not have a gala to do this year. You'll be very happy to hear that. Wide open sailing for podcasting. <laughs> I know that you have had a loss, Miss Carrie, and I'm so sorry oh, about your you. mother. Thank you. What else has been going on with you? Um, besides like all the health things in my family. I had the yes. flu and the COVID. The COVID, I'm still calling it. At the same um, time? Not at yeah. the same time. No, at what? the same time. I was really sick for a good two weeks. And then I had the cough that wouldn't go away. You were in the hospital for a while, right? Well, they wanted to hospitalize me, but I had hazel, so I couldn't. Like, I can't believe you took care of a baby during this time. Yeah. And then she got COVID. And yeah. Should we explain that it's not your baby, right? It's your grandchild. Yeah, it's my grandbaby. Which, by the way, I don't know if you guys know Carrie, but she's way too young to have a grandchild. She looks <laughs> like she's 14. I'm sure she's not. I think I've checked her ID. She's not 14. Oh, my, fa- I've aged literally in the last few months. Oh. In the last few months. Mm-hmm. It's nothing a good injection can't fix, right? (laughs) I know. I already got an appointment. So what do you think the surgery is that Kate Middleton... I know this. we should not be talking about HIPAA. What is the surgery that you think she got? I've been trying to figure this out. Did she get a tummy tuck? I don't know. Because appendix, they would not keep you in for 10 days. Even a tummy tuck, they would not keep you in for 10 days, by the way. Like a hernia? Hernia, they wouldn't keep you in for 10 days. Do you think they're just keeping her like extra? Just be sure. That's why I was thinking tummy tuck. Here's the thing. Extra would be like, okay, appendix is like a two to three days. So extra would be like six days, five, six days. Hernia, same thing. I mean, maybe she had the type of thing where she had a hernia combined with a tummy tuck. That's still not 10 days. I'm wondering if there's anything going on with like, um, the bowel, the bowel, the, that's what I was thinking. The Because then when you start dealing with removing intestines, then you start going in for longer hospital stays. I that's know. what I was thinking. And she's so thin, even thinner when, than when she was in college, that I was yeah. like, maybe she has Crohn's and they just don't tell us or something like that. Some sort of like... I think it's a little more serious than like the, the aforementioned. Those things that we just listed are not as... Unless it's a hernia where they had to remove some intestine. Yeah. That's Could what be. I was thinking. Something. 
The royal family has been left exposed at the top as it's revealed the four most senior members are set to be out of action. Here is Prince William driving to see his wife Catherine who's recovering from abdominal surgery in a London hospital. And Camilla supports King Charles as he prepares for his prostate operation. The public face of the family now lies in the hands of Princess Anne and Prince Edward. Uh, and uh, we're still in, joined in the studio by former government advisor James Price. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to dwell on the medical side of these two dramas. It was an extraordinary day, unprecedented to get these two major announcements about two major members of the royal family's health problems. Uh, I, thought, I thought actually it probably heralded the dawning of a new age of better relations between Buckingham Palace and the media. You know, if you try to keep these things secret, uh, it never works. Uh, so uh, I applaud the royals for that. But I don't think we should sort of speculate on what might be wrong with Kate or anything like that. But what I do think is poignant here is Charles set out to slim down the royal family. And uh, the, in a way, he's kind of reaping the lack of rewards for that. Because for the next uh, few weeks, and in terms of Kate and William next few months, so we won't have the king, and by extension, not Camilla, probably. We won't have Kate, we won't have uh, William. Uh, therefore, it'll be down to Anne and Edward. And of course, when Charles first proposed the idea of slimming down the family, he still had Harry and Andrew to call upon. So unforeseen circumstances have reduced the royal family to a unit that will struggle to be visible and being visible is very important for the royal family. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, first things first, a, a good a slick bit of media work yeah. to get the, both of them done in the same day. I thought the statements were very nice. You're right not to, not to dwell on the things mm. with the Princess of Wales. For His Majesty, in, maybe in the same way that, that the sons talking about mental health might bring some of this more to people's attention. I've had some of these issues in my family. Great if more people get themselves yeah, checked out in that kind of area. I think that's brilliant. And for, as a fan of, of Anne and Edward, the best royals by far, mm. this is going to be great, right? You're going to see these guys come and shine. The only sad thing is that it's not like a footballer coming off the bench and making their place because they can't ever get the top spots. And then, of course, Charles has to get in there with his prostate because he's probably oh. salty that his daughter-in-law is taking all the attention. You are not going to steal my medical spotlight. Okay. <laughs> is, is, did they find cancer? In a large prostate. I have no idea. Okay. I just saw that they were going to do the procedure almost like the same day as hers. And then wow. I think right now everybody's looking to England because of what happened in Denmark with the with how the queen, how she stepped down and now she let her son step up. Denmark has a new king and in the last hour he's been greeted by tens of thousands of people who gathered in the Danish capital Copenhagen. Here you can see him as he stepped out to greet the crowds from the balcony of Christiansborg Palace. It was just after he was proclaimed by the Prime Minister and, as you can see there, he was joined by his Australian-born wife, Queen Consort Mary. The crown passed to Frederick X when his mother, Queen Margrethe, signed the instrument of abdication after more than 50 years on the throne. Queen Margrethe, who's 83, has now left Christiansborg Castle and is the first Danish monarch to voluntarily renounce the throne in more than 800 years. She said she was stepping aside due to health reasons. Yes. I mean, could we be looking at that? What are your thoughts? So I think that I understand now more why she took away those titles because originally it wasn't supposed to happen till 2025 or something like that. And she didn't want her son to have to make that tough decision. So now I understand more why she took the titles away from her grandchildren. Yes. 
So maybe it brought up that timeline. And so this was already in the works because that was Mm -hmm. fairly recent. Mm -hmm. And everybody's trying to say she did it to save the marriage of her son and her daughter-in-law because of that Spanish date, Mm -hmm. which was so blatant. Wait, Spanish date? What? You didn't hear about this? He went to Spain ahead of her and went out with this Spanish socialite and they walked in the park and he went to her apartment. Mm -hmm. And uh, so they really have everybody watching what's going Mm -hmm. on with them. And Mm -hmm. I wonder if Charles is kind of salty right now because now everybody's looking at England thinking Charles needs to step down. Mm -hmm. But I think I think it is backfiring about having a slimmed down monarchy because Harry's not around. You have William and Kate. You know, Kate's like now out until Easter and they made a good point. I was reading an article about this. He's always talked about this slimmed down monarchy. So to keep the monarchy for the future. But when you have all this stuff going on or somebody's in hot water, you have a bunch of other to deflect. People, yeah, to deflect or come to the event or how many patronages can you have? Some of well, them have like 50 patronages. Princess Anne did how many appearances this year? Like 385 or something. It was ridiculous. She did the most of any royal ever, I think. Yeah. Is that right? There's a reason Princess Anne is referred to as the hardest working royal. In addition to being involved with more than 300 charities, she carries out more events than any other royal. And carries with her that sense of responsibility passed on from her mother, the Queen. On August the 15th, 1950, a daughter was born. The little princess was christened Anne Elizabeth Alice Louise. The second child and only daughter of the late Queen Elizabeth and Prince Philip. She had her first royal engagement at the age of 18 and started working with Save the Children shortly after. She still works with them. Princess Anne this afternoon at the equestrian events. She's an Olympian, competed in Montreal in 1976. She's a mother of two and she spent her whole life under the watchful eyes of the world's cameras. Most recently, in September, when the Queen died, 72-year-old Princess Anne with her mother until the very end. Yeah. It would have been interesting if she had been born first over her brother. I always thought she was older than her brother, but she's not. It would be very interesting. I could almost see a Queen Anne more than a King Charles. Me too. Me too. And I just, I get so like... I'm happy for him. He found the love of his life, but I still feel like it's kind of weird how much he pushes the Queen Camilla thing. Like if I was in that spot, I'd be like, I'm just fine going to the palace. I don't need to be like the queen or be pushed on the people. Hard. They push it hard. And I feel that is one reason he will never step down because she won't let him. I think she likes that type. The crown made it seem as if she was, the crown actually painted a very flattering portrait of Camilla. Didn't you think the last season of The Crown? I didn't watch it. Okay, they made her seem like it's it's all good, Charles. Just do what you have to do. I'm here waiting in the wings. I'll be fine. I don't need it. When you know that's really not the real Camilla. Yeah. Um, I thought the last season was probably the weakest season. There was a lot of conjecture and extrapolation. I don't quite think that's how things were with Dodie and Diane. I don't know. It was weird. It was, um, I love it. It's still like one of my favorite shows of all time, but it was 
<laughs> the guy who played you have to watch it just to see the guy who played Harry I think casting and Netflix were like you don't want to be a part of the crown you keep on slamming us and threatening to sue us well here's our fu casting decision because <laughs> Mo from the street stooges is gonna play you Harry it was like <laughs> it was so messed up I'm like this has got to be a casting joke this has got to be an inside joke for all of them like let's pick this dude to play Harry since he won't play ball. Um, it was pretty funny. The guy that played William was actually pretty good. And that kind of gave me better insight. And if this is true, it feels like William really did pick Kate and like, they really were in love. It was like a young love, probably yeah. like his first love. And I can see that lasting the duration i think you know the spanish date i -hmm. think that's a midlife little crisis i don't think they're going to get a divorce over that or anything else for that matter but he's kind of a small head i feel like he's weaker i don't know there's something weird the thing is is that it's not at all like charles and diana because that was arranged he was older he was clearly in love with someone else i do think this is their both of their first loves and I think it will it will stand the test of time but it may be rocky in places do you uh think I just recently was looking at the UK Daily Bible and I realized I think they've been keeping such a low profile lately that now they're trying to keep bringing up the comment about Lilibet's name and the queen being upset about it so I'm like they're really stretching to get some headlines because there hasn't they haven't been out there at all no, no one's been out there. And I think that's because I think on the on the royal side, I think, you know, she's going through health issues. Charles is going through health issues. Um, it's just it's kind of all over the place. But on the I'm saying the Markle side, I don't even say the Harry side because I just yeah. consider it the Markle side. Um, I think she's making a serious run back for Hollywood. Yeah. Well, and Suits is really popular now on Netflix I feel like people have like why discovered her I have no idea it's so weird to me yeah someone else was it's not even that good of a show I've watched a couple episodes and I was not at all interested it was like on TBS or something speaking of Netflix though we did remember that episode we did about the uh woman and man that were accused of being kidnapped and then they said the police said they were liars yes there's a new there's a documentary out about it now on Wait, Netflix, it it's called? popular. It's like American Nightmare, I think. Emergency. My girlfriend and me got kidnapped last night. And you didn't call last night when this occurred? I was tired of Tell me what happened. I wake up, bright light blinding us, taser goes off, and I see they're wearing wetsuits. What, what did they swim in? So what happens next? Then asked Denise to tie my hands behind my back. Did she, like, discover something? Found text messages. Is she mad? Oh, she's you cheating? There's blood in your house. Do you know where she is? I didn't do anything. Yeah, you did. Oh, my God, it's her. I just got a message. She's walking over to my house. I've never heard of a case where the kidnappers drop their victim at the front door of their house. Is Hoskins a real life gone girl? I wonder if I want, I've been watching a couple about that. And then I watched 
the one about Paolo Macchiarini, the doctor who did the tracheas for the Karolinska. <sighs> okay, there's been a million on that. The one with like, skin. he did it with what, what a PVC pipe. Can you imagine yeah. having that put in your body? So there's a new one that's on Netflix and I think it's called like Bad Surgery. It's, it was like such a title that I was like, I'm not even going to watch this. This is probably, no, they actually went into just his background and interviewed the doctors who actually like whistleblowers. It was amazing. It's probably one of the best docs I've seen ever because they went so deep and they went into his history in Russia, his history, even before he started this, he actually, there was, when he first started out, the man has just railroaded my entire life. Now, what do I do about the wedding? We had almost 300 people coming from around the world. And they all think they're going to this big fairy tale wedding in a little over a month. You know, they've bought plane tickets already. I mean, my head is swimming. I've got, what do I do? I've given up everything for a man who's an illusion. I just sent out an email that said, we regret to inform you that due to unfortunate personal circumstances, we have to call off our much anticipated wedding. I'm thinking, I'm not just gonna accept this nonsense and walk away. I want answers. I go into full-on investigative mode, you know? I just want the truth. Every place I had never called because he told me not to call, I start calling. The Vatican had never heard anything about our wedding, and Paolo most certainly was not the Pope's private personal doctor, as he claimed. When he told me he was with the Clintons in Germany, when he told me he was with the Obamas in Hawaii, none of that was true. The list just went on and on and on and on. I decided to start recording phone calls with him. Hello? I was just trying to gather information. Which phone are you using? Because you're on both the Swedish and the Russian one. But I'm still missing key pieces of information. There had to be a damn good reason he kept canceling trips to Barcelona. I called a couple of my girlfriends and I said, look, will you help me? We're in Barcelona. Barcelona. Oh my God, this is so crazy. <laughs> I knew in my gut that the real answers I needed were in that house. I didn't know what it was, but I knew there was something hiding in that house. I had to go. This is my closet. Ooh. It had to be kind of the surprise attack when he wasn't expecting me. Al <laughs> hath no fury like a woman's scorn. Amen. Don't you ever forget it, assholes. There was a Italian boy, probably 18, who got in a car accident and had something happen to his trachea. At that time, he didn't have an artificial trachea, but what they uncovered is that he was not really a skilled surgeon. So he used a cadaver trachea. The son ended up dying. The mother was a little bit closer to his age. He ended up dating the mother. Like, <gasps> honestly, so she wouldn't sue him because he there was some malpractice that was done during this whole uh situation with the son yeah so he ingratiated her you know felt felt like he was caring for her. then they started dating then they had a child together a daughter together and then he dumps her for the here's your Bettina. kid that i took yeah Bettina woman from new York, i mean 
he's probably one of the shittiest human beings on the planet. I mean, yeah. I, I I think he's out right now, right? Or he's serving. It was only like a two year sentence. It was something ridiculous. But watching this documentary and kind of doing my own research, I'm like, this guy is a human piece of garbage. I always really? confuse him with the other guy, the one that all, had all the. I think it was pain clinics. No, or he did lung surgeries. Like out in Nebraska or Minnesota, oh, no, and then was... he like hid up in the it- Italian Alps or something. Once he was caught, oh yeah, did not know about this he was one. also had like some girlfriends or were getting married too. Ah, this guy was crazy. I mean, I knew the romantic edge of it, and I, I did realize that it would not have been brought to the forefront this much had the journalist not brought it with her power and her connections. She made her story the focus so people would go deeper into his story. And now I really appreciate that about her. In the beginning, I was like, well, this is a story. But I'm like, you know, is it really? Ciao, darling. Still too early to go to Tiffany's. I guess the next best thing is a drink. never be the woman with the perfect hair who can wear white and not spill on it. All right, Mr. DeMille, I'm ready for my close-up. Let's play a game, all right? On the count of three, name your favorite dinosaur. Don't even think about it, just name it. Ready? One, two, three. Hey, it's me again, and you thought you probably had enough of my voice by now. Just a quick reminder to find us and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Miss Intrigue Pod. Follow us on Pinterest and Flipboard, where we collect featured stories from across the internet of royalty, chronicles of interesting events in history, and of course, true crime. Lastly, check out our YouTube channel because everyone has one, right? That features playlists of documentaries and other related segments from our podcast topics. And if you want to hit us up, check out MissDeedsAndIntriguePodcast.com. But we don't have a complaints department, just to give you a little heads up. The podcaster or authors assumes no responsibility or liability for any errors or omissions in the content of this podcast. The information contained on this podcast is an as-is basis with no guarantees of completeness, accuracy, usefulness, or timeliness. A reasonable amount of effort was made to deliver precise data. All views expressed by the podcast hosts or guest co-hosts are their own and do not necessarily represent the opinions of any entity whatsoever with which Carrie, Misdeeds, or Intrigue Podcast, or Larissa have been, am now, or will be affiliated. The content of this podcast is for personal, informational, and entertainment purposes only, and is not to be viewed for commercial use. Misdeeds and Intrigue Podcast respects the intellectual property of others. Any audio clips that were not generated by the podcast host or producer was pulled from the public domain, free use sites, and or from YouTube, or other authorized sites to gather information. The utmost effort was made to credit the author and or production. If at any time you feel that copyright was infringed, 
please email Carrie at misdeedsandintriguepodcast.com and immediate action will be taken to remove the audio clips that were present for entertainment purposes only.